Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, um, we're back here on the Ohio win. Um, earlier this week, sadly, and there's been way too many of these, uh, not just in the past you know, couple weeks, but in the past couple years, um, a big mass shooting in Boulder. Uh, it killed 10 people. And I wanted to kind of make a point here. So if you can guys give me just a little bit of space here, I wanted to um, read off the names of these victims um, of this last um, shooting in Boulder. Um, let me make sure I got them. Um, you know, Eric Talley, he was 51. He was a police officer. Uh, Denny Stong, uh, 20. Nevin uh, Sanzlik, uh 23. Ricky Olds, 25. Uh, Treylana Bartowiak, um, 49. Suzanne Fountain, 59. Uh, Terry Leaker, 51. Um, we already mentioned Eric Talley, uh, 51. Uh, Kevin McMahoney, uh, 61. Lynn Murray, 62. And Jody Waters, 65. And you might be like, hey, I don't know if any of these people. Well, I guess good for you. But those people represented 10 living beings. Um, there were people that were the age of 20. And, yeah, we all die. We can die for crazy reasons, uh, maybe a car wreck. We're not all guaranteed to live to be 90. But because of a stupid gun violence, 10 healthy people, some as young as 20, some as old as mid-60s, which is still too young to die, they're gone. And Brandon, President Biden made some news. He was in Columbus. Before he left for Columbus, he talked about how we need more uh, gun control things. And I get afraid because every time I say this, I get screamed at and everything. They're like, oh, you're a liberal, you're a Democrat. You know, how dare you do this? I'm not. I'm a moderate that is tired of young people dying. And and you might say, well, it's older. This is the Ohio. Well, it could happen in Ohio tomorrow. We don't know. There's been nothing done to do this. So, so Brandon, I'm getting sick of this because every couple months something happens, we talk about it, we get upset about it, and nothing happens. Uh, podcast I listened to yesterday. The guy kind of gave me the same vending. He said, you know, I'm sick of it. But he's like, to be honest, as long as I'm alive, nothing's going to happen. Because we go for the same stuff, nothing happens, we all move on. And it becomes a political cause where people who want gun control raise a lot of money, nothing happens. And people who want to protect gun rights to the point where they don't want any regulations, nothing happens either. So, what do we do? I mean, do we just keep waiting, hoping it doesn't affect anybody we know? I mean, this has gone way too long. I would say that um, 
that the issue we have is just that we have one side that says taking any action um, is an infringement, and we yeah. have the other side that's that's trying so hard to find ways to say here's actions that got to be reasonable, and that's kind of the wall we're hitting. Um, today, like you know, I have a family relative who shared the a usual Facebook meme saying, "Well, you know, Chicago has." Um, you know, the, some of the toughest gun laws and it still has terrible murder rate. Maine has an op- op- passed an open carry law um, or concealed carry, excuse me, back in 2015. And it's still pretty safe, con- a safe state. Um, it seems like and I and I and I was like, I roll my eyes at that because it seems like, well, these are not no, they're not not in vacuums. Chicago is practically in the heartland of the nation and connected with interstate ways and has to be has to and next door to Indiana and Wisconsin, which have probably um, uh, less gun laws than it's than the state of Illinois. Maine Maine actually has sort of had to like had it actually passed a kind of a a compromise actually of a what's what's been called a red flag law, which allows uh, certain people, family members, and police officers to petition the courts to strip a person of their of of their um, guns with uh, due process if there's, um, um, you know, and if they feel like, oh, this person's got some mental health issues. Um, so that's kind of, I, so I kind of, I kind of feel like there's a lot of nuance and a lot of, a lot of details that aren't being looked at when we go straight to our sloganeering. Yeah. Um, and I just, for me, I personally, I think the best the thing we, I've, I've, I'm more of an advocate like you, Chris, I'm, I'm more of conservative moderate. And in this sense, I think, you know, if we can try to have more like gun clubs and or civilian militias and try to develop more of a community so that way gun owners can keep other gun owners in check and maybe even ins- encourage and inspire people to do responsible uh, things to make sure that their guns are not falling into the wrong hands. Um, I feel like that's something that we're lacking in, in the United States. That's my my position. Um, but even if I propose that, I feel like despite how reasonable it is, I mean, it under my proposal, people can still keep their, their AR 15s and they can still keep any kind of weapon they have. And, you know, I'm just saying, look, be, be part of a community. Let's have yeah. let's structure communities. I mean, we have, we have some of these militant groups or mili- they call them sometimes militias, but they're not, they're very informal and there's no structure, but I'm just saying, can we have a little structure? Can we have an, enough to where we have healthy relationships um, with local law enforcement, where these gun owners can have healthy relationships with local law enforcement, just proposing that. And then they're yeah. like, Oh, you're infringing me. It's just, I love the status quo. And it's just like, you know, the status quo is getting pulver pulverized every time there's a new case study. So, um, well, and it's, fu- yeah, I'll, I'll let you go on. I have another, oh, no, point, no, but I'll let you go. Oh, no, no, no. Make your point. Make your point. It was, well, just I, it, it was one thing I, it was really interesting as one other point was I remember talking to someone who um, he and his brother, they're based in Seattle and Columbus. They've actually developed this like sort of uh, shield that you can use that kids can put in their um, not shield. It was like a, um, a, a, a seat, like a sports seat or something that you could bring to a, a stadium or a baseball game or whatever, and that you can convert into like a bulletproof vest if a mass shooting happened there. Um, but he made an interesting point saying like, it's going to take private sector and public sector 
regulation, public sector, public government regulations and private sector innovation to really fight back mass shootings, just as like, um, you know, and hopefully mass shootings will phase out of style, just like plane hijackings uh, did. But and, you know, I think I remember, you know, seeing like there was always plane hijackings have always been dramatized in 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 film um, um, and since the 70s. So I'm but, you know, if you think about it. The, there was an ultimate plane hijacking, which was 9-11. And, uh, you know, it took a very huge tragedy to probably really pass some government regulations like um, like the TSA came out of it and whatnot. I mean, um, it took a huge tragedy like that. And I don't know. We've had huge tragedies with mass shootings. We've had Las Vegas. We've had uh, Sandy Hook. We had and, and still yet this one is really hit hit a brick wall. It's just it's just kind of fascinating how um uh how this how this is this this isn't uh we're not seeing the same kind of reaction well and i'm glad you mentioned sandy hook because i remember that day and i actually was out of journalism i I took a break and did some marketing and when i heard the horrible news that day i i mean we've become numb to this i mean we should be outraged that 10 people died in a mall area in colorado but you know think back to 2012 26 people died in a school, including 20 kids between six and seven years old. And that day, I remember, I mean, I was sobbed because, you know, no one should die at a mass shooting. But six to seven-year-olds, I mean, I've got eight-year-old upstairs. And, you know, boy, I I, I won't be dramatic, but, you know, I would put myself up before the bullet before, you know, it hits my daughter. I mean, you know, it's your kid. And Laura, um, you, you'll recognize her from the podcast. She helps us on the Seinfeld podcast. She had a niece that goes to Sandy Hook, and thankfully the niece survived. Um, and it marked her life. I mean, I, I love to talk to her one day. I, I'm trying to protect her privacy and everything. But, you know, that, that marked her life. I mean, I mean, she's famous for all the wrong reasons. Um, now, she sang at the Super Bowl, her niece, you know, because remember they had some of the survivors sing at the Super Bowl the year after it happened. But, I mean, her life forever changed. And thankfully, uh, Laura tells me, you know, she's making good progress and, and things. But, man, just you got to think something has to be done. And I think, you know, Brandon's right. We're all entrenched in our, yay, gun rights. Don't, you know, harm anything to do with that. And on the other side, you've got other people who want to really do haywire on that. I wish we could find some middle ground and say, look, this crap cannot happen again. And it's a shame because I really thought of Sandy Hook. I'm like, man, there's going to be some changes now. 26 to 7 year olds are lying dead. Uh, we got to do something. And that's 2012. And, you know, <laughs> hey, we get pissed off in the news for a while. And, you know, there's some, you know, pretty inflamed political talk and then nothing happens like Ted Cruz is like well you know you're attacking our uh, you know you're making the gun owners the victims I don't think you make the gun owners the victims you just saying, look something needs to be done now we can argue and debate what needs to be done but the status quo is not working anymore Craig sorry you got me inflamed well not you but it's just the whole situation I'm sorry uh, Craig, <laughs> Craig you're the problem get out <laughs> no but I guess what I'm saying is is there something practical that can happen that we're just going to get ticked off about this for the next, you know, 10, 20 years when more stuff happens? 
You know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I like what Brandon said, and it was kind of sad, though, that he had to describe this, uh, uh, what was it, the seat that you would sit in at a, at a sporting event, and then that it could turn into a bulletproof vest. And we have, you know, backpacks that can be, you know, doubled as bulletproof vests, sort of, and things like that for school shootings and whatnot. And it's just sad that we, it's come to that. Like, that seems to be the answer to these questions about gun control rather than gun control itself is, Oh, well, we'll just have backpacks that can, you know, withstand bullet, you know, bullets in school. And we'll have a, a seat that can double as a bulletproof vest in the event that there's a shooting at a sporting event. It's just, you know, I'm all for the second amendment rights. Uh, my, my father has guns. I have family members that, you know, have guns, but they don't have AR 15s. They don't have these high powered rifles that, just seem a little bit unnecessary to some degree. And I'm not saying that people don't use it because I've been told that people use AR-15s for, you know, hunting wild hog and things like that, you know, even in Ohio. So I, I understand the idea of keeping gun rights, but we get into this debate all the time where some of these, you know, like Ted Cruz kind of comes to this, you know, yeah, something needs to be done, but how dare you tread on our, you know, Second Amendment rights? And, and that's not necessarily, I don't think, what you know, the Democrats are trying to propose when they propose these, you know, this legislation. But, you know, in this uh, USA Today story, you know, uh, just about, you know, gun laws and things like that, there was a, a you know, a nonpartisan research study that, you know, re, you know, looked at Democrats and Republicans favoring background checks for private gun sales. 93% of Democrats were for it. 82% of Republicans were for it. That's not bad. Uh, who's in favor of banning high-capacity magazines, 87% of Democrats, 54% of Republicans. And then who was in favor of banning assault-style weapons, 88% of Democrats, only 50% of Republicans. So, you know, at, at some point, something has to give. And I don't think anybody is out there saying that we need to take away someone's 9 millimeter or you know, a shotgun to, you know, or, or what a hunting rifle that's not what these these debates are about, but that's kind of what the debates get into. And, that, you know, it's uh, it's just sad that we we've come as a society. Our answer is, well, let's have bulletproof, you know, vests for 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 students let's have doors that have locking mechanisms where you can't break them down to go shoot people like that seems to be what our our answers are rather than being proactive and saying is there a better way rather than just saying well we'll try to make the shootings less fatal well yeah i gotta tell you i'm not in favor of canceling people for things they did um you know ted cruz could still have a voice but somebody who acknowledged he made a mistake by running to, you know, Cancun or wherever he went to. Okay, if I'm a gun, if I'm in favor of guns and I say, hey, protect my guns, don't throw out Ted Cruz as your spokesman. You know what I mean? I mean, Ted Cruz could still be in the legislature or whatever, but, you know, there's got to be somebody else you throw out there before Ted Cruz runs to the mic and, you know, represents everybody. I mean, I think that's kind of crazy. But, yeah, I mean, and again, just come to the table. I, I mean, there's got to be something because each time this happens, to just shrug your shoulders and say, "Oh well, that, I guess that's what happens." You, you know, it's like this whole thing with, um, you know, COVID. I know some people out there don't want to get the vaccine. I know some people out there don't want to wear a mask. But even if you're very much on that one side, your life has changed because of a pandemic. You've altered your life in some way. 
Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you're doing something else. You're doing that because of the pandemic. Same here, here thing with the gun stuff. You know, you don't have to give up all your guns or anything, but because of things that have happened, we need to alter and change the way we look at some things with guns. We don't, you know, destroy all guns. We don't, you know, you know, make them into plowshares or whatever. We just sit there and say, hey, there's a problem, like the pandemic. What can we do to alter what we're doing a little bit? I mean, that should be just common sense. And again, I'm not even saying what Biden proposed yesterday is right or not. I mean, I think you can have a healthy debate on that either. But just to shrug your shoulders and say, hey, don't worry, it'll go away in a week or two. You know, the news will find something else to yell about. Okay, yeah, I'm sure other stories are going to come up, but that's not a healthy way of doing it. It's tough. So let us know what you think. Again, I, I know out there some people are like, all oh, those nuts that want to take away our guns. Hey, you can say that if you want to, but that's not what we're saying. But let us know what you think. And if you're in favor of guns or if you're very anti-guns, either way, say, how do we come to a logical conclusion that kind of makes everybody happy? Instead of just saying one side saying we want our way or, or we want our way, you know, what's a happy, common, medium ground? Let us know in the comments. And again, thanks for checking out to Ohioan. And thank you for listening. Even if you may not agree with what's being said, we're just trying to further the discussion so we can have some type of logical conclusion here. Uh, th- thanks for checking out the segment. We'll be back very shortly. <laughs>